Thanks for being with us this morning. Well, in keeping with the transportation theme this morning, we're going to uh, shift a little bit, though, and talk about insurance and taking a look at insurance rates here in British Columbia. And Chris Sims, who's the BC Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, joins us on the line now. Chris, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Thanks for being here. Uh, You recently made a comparison, taking a look at uh, a camper, a particular camper of of the year 2000, so valued at about $10,000. Walk us through what you were comparing in this. Right. So ICBC has the highest auto insurance rates in all of Canada. British Columbia drivers are stuck with this year after year. And I was curious to know how much we were paying for our RVs because, of course, everybody who's out and about can look around and it seems that the roadways are full of campers, RVs, quads, people getting out there and enjoying themselves and having a good time. But I wondered how good a time they were having in the insurance office. So I did a quick comparison. And like you said, it's a you know, your average camper, not brand new, 18 years old, built in the year 2000, a Class C camper. Those are the ones that you can see for rent quite often. They're all one piece, so they've got the little van face on it, and it's the uh, -the over-the-top camper box. And so I did a comparison. If you were a driver with a perfect driving record, I mean, no accidents for 20 years, etc., registering in Burnaby, for example, that would cost you $1,400 for the year to insure that camper. However, if you were the same driver with this same vehicle, and you just so happen to live in Calgary, over the Rockies in Alberta, you would pay $400 to insure that same camper. So a $1,000 difference. Uh, which is a pretty big difference when we're talking about that, uh, in addition to all of the other costs of life and such. Uh, now, ICBC is questioning if it's, if, it's a, if it's a straight comparison, saying that the price in BC might get you more, might get you a more comprehensive package compared to what you might be getting in Alberta. Nope. (laughs) I anticipated them doing that, actually, because every time uh, we point out the cold, hard math about ICBC, that they're ripping us off and they have the highest rates in the country, they try to say, oh, that's not true, or you're cherry-picking, etc., but the facts are the facts. And there's actually the documents that we have showing the quotes. So anybody can go there and take a look at the type of coverage that we opted for, And it's an apples-to-apples comparison. They have the same level of comprehensive coverage, the same amount of insurance, etc. In fact, uh, the driver in British Columbia is a more saintly driver. They haven't had an accident in 20 years, but the one in Alberta has only been accident-free for five years. And I think we even gave him or her a couple of minor speeding tickets, too, (laughs) just to try to even level the playing field more. But we still wound up with a $1,000 difference. But if you just go to our website, taxpayer.com, you can take a look at the two images of the documents we put up there. One is clearly an ICBC insurance quote. You can see the details of the vehicle. And the other one is a different company's quote out of Alberta. It just so happens happens to be Aviva, but it could have been uh, numerous other companies too. And you've made this call before, talked about changing the system in BC into a, co- a co-op, opening it up to industry. And this is this to highlight the fact, or do you think then if that was to happen in BC, there would be, uh, it would benefit people then with the clear driving records? 
Yes, exactly. And so the people keep saying, whoa, like $1,000 is a lot of money. We're not talking about saving $70 over the course of a year. It's a grand. And they say, what is the reason for this? And I had to call back several times making sure. Is this real? But yeah, it's real. The reason for it, like you said, is competition. So people can shop around for lower rates in Alberta. They can price compare. They can even take it in the same way we often do with, you know, groceries and electronics and get them to beat it, to price match. So imagine doing that here in B.C. But in B.C., there's zero choice. So if you want to drive, you must deal with ICBC. Just imagine if we only had one grocery store in all of British Columbia or a grocery store company who got to set their price. Like, they would not innovate. They wouldn't have good products. Their prices would go through the roof. Nobody would be able to shop around, and people would get increasingly unhappy with their service. And that's exactly, unfortunately, what's happened with ICBC. And so I've used the camper as an example because it's timely for summer, but fundamentally what we're asking for is the same. We're asking for ICBC to be changed to a co-op, so people who enjoy collective insurance in the form of a credit union, which some people do, Um, There's a long history of credit unions here in B.C. Change it into a co-op so people can choose it if they want to, but open it up to competition so that others can shop around for lower rates. And whenever I ask insurance experts about this, of why is it so expensive in B.C., they'll say usually it's because good drivers in B.C. are paying for the bad drivers. So if you've got a great driving record, you should be paying much lower rates than you are. And in essence, we're often subsidizing the bad drivers in this province. And what about the idea, and I think uh, ICBC responded saying as well, that customers in BC, uh, yes, you have to buy your basic insurance from ICBC, but there is choice when you go for the optional insurance. So the fundamental issue is the basic because that's what gets you on the road. So that's, you know, literally why it's called basic or or mandatory insurance. So that's where the big price comes in. And what's interesting, because I asked the same question, it's like, oh, well, why is it that the optional insurance that's offered by different companies here in BC isn't that great, you know, for cost comparison? Like, why is it not really that competitive? And it's because since ICBC is a government force monopoly and they're the only game in town for basic, they operate everything in the dark. They don't share their data. And, of course, insurance companies live on data and on probability, on risk, on likelihood. And so I've been told that the other companies that do technically offer optional coverage here in B.C. are operating blindfolded. So they they don't know the average ages, the accident rates, et cetera, of these, of these drivers, so they can't offer the really good uh, lower competitive rates. They have to guess. And so apparently that's why their numbers aren't so great when it comes to optional. But if they had a full playing field where they could offer both basic and optional, and ICBC could offer both basic and optional, if they're so good they can compete, they say that they'd have much better rates to offer. Uh, one more question, and I don't know if we have time to really get into this, but one of the stories that, that stands out for people, and it's not that I have a ton of sympathy for somebody who's crashed his or her Ferrari, but that was one <laughs> of the stories that came out that it was almost a million dollars in repairs that ICBC, and you're right, everybody's subsidizing that, and that's a claim that ICBC paid out. What would happen to a driver like that under a system of uh, private insurance? Would that person be able to even get insurance after that? 
That's a great question, and I, I asked it of several different insurance people, and what they told me is, number one, the reason why ICBC wound up, I think it was technically more, paying out more than the thing was worth off the lot, is because it is what it is. It's a bureaucracy, it's government, it's slow-moving, often lawyers, both hired by ICBC on both sides, will sue each other depending on what the collision is and depending on what the injuries are, and it turns into a long drawn out mess whereas usually another company it's in their best interest to give the driver or the drivers what they want to settle more quickly to get things done more efficiently and to move on and i've also been told that if you are a high risk driver yes you still get insurance you know we don't have people flooding parliament hill in ottawa saying i'm not allowed to drive my car because i'm a crappy driver and i can't get insurance you still get insurance But apparently what the private companies will do is they'll say, hey, look, we've got a problem child here. We've got a driver who still needs to drive. He or she has been in numerous collisions, but they still need coverage. And then they all take a turn. Uh, It'll be somebody's turn to insure that driver. And that driver will pay higher rate, and they should, because they're more of a risk. They're more probable to get into another collision and cost people more. So they do get insurance. They just pay a higher rate, whereas... Your you know, average very good driver pays much, much lower rates. So in essence, that Mr. Ferrari driver, for example, in Quebec or Nova Scotia, would still get insurance, but he or she would pay higher rates generally, and usually that claim would have been dealt with much more quickly than it was here. All right, Chris, we'll have to leave it there. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great rest of your weekend. I really appreciate it. And if I can just leave you with one number, I was speaking with a small businessman in Langley on the day of our press conference, and he was pulling his hair out because he said he had just moved here from Montreal, and he said he used to pay $43 a month for his auto insurance. Hmm. I couldn't, I was amazed, but it's true because Quebec has the lowest rates in all of Canada. So go figure. We don't need to live like this, people.